It's fourth and forever. We're back with our intangible series with perhaps the most whoa, decorated. Wait, wait. Fourth and forever. No, fourth and forever. no. I don't know. I can't be I know. fourth and forever, man. That's no, brutal. But I know, go ahead. I know. Okay. It's almost as bad as third in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> yeah. These are no fun uh, for quarterbacks. But as you can tell, we have one of the most decorated quarterbacks, not just of all time, but on our show. Steve Young, thank you so much for doing my, this. My pleasure. Um, you know, this guy moved heaven and earth to make this happen. You did. You've moved heaven and earth to make Family it happen. Family plan, spring break. Isaac, these guys did it, made it How happen. Spring break 2021, Sanchez and Steve Young. I mean, does it get any better? It does not. Okay? In this place in the view, it does not get Cancun, any better. Cancun, move over. You know what I'm saying? This is where you want to Can be. Can my so. family move in here after you leave? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's start. We, we have so many quarterbacks to talk about, uh, particularly Zach Wilson, a BYU guy like you. But I want to start with your upbringing, being a part of the LDS community, mm -hmm. going to BYU and almost going to North Carolina with Coach Dick Crum, who recruited you hard. Mm. How did you pass up North Carolina, and what made you go to well, BYU? Well, it's so funny, because back then, people weren't throwing the football. Yep. Three schools were really famous for throwing the football at the time, Stanford, BYU, and yep. University of Miami. Everyone else was running veer option, right. split option, and so it's funny, the game is now, like, where was I in 2021? <laughs> like, the game, Pro football's come to me, you know, and, and uh, let alone college football. You had to make a choice. If I went to North Carolina, I had to play the split option. Yeah, right. And I didn't, I, I, I wanted to play quarterback. I wanted to throw the ball, even though I didn't really, I wasn't a great thrower in, in high school. That's what, my, my head. And so that's why I went to BYU is I wanted to throw the ball. I had a lot of, obviously, connections there, but that's where you could go and learn to be a pro quarterback. Yeah. Otherwise, you go to North Carolina, you could be great, but you're not going to learn. They're not going to say, oh, well, that's a pro-style game. And uh, so that was a big choice you had to make back then. And uh, and I chose to kind of go where you're going to throw the football. I love it. Um, so with those roots, you end up playing at BYU, playing awfully well, runner-up for the Heisman. You and Doug Flutie are runners-up to Mike Rozier, right? Yeah, so uh, you go back to New York. Same, you know, It's really the same deal as it ever was. You go back, and one guy gets the trophy, and then they hand us a sweatsuit. So I, Do you still have the sweatsuit? Man, the sweatsuit was like classic 1940 thick. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you I washed it. for like a velour. Oh, no. <laughs> like it was just one of those, like it was, you know, 1936 Olympics kind of stuff, you know. It was, you know. So I remember, I remember getting on the plane home and my, my, my parents, were, you know, they were from New York. So they came down and came to the thing and they were even saying goodbye. And I'll take you. I love you guys. See you later. He goes, well, you're going to carry that heavy sweatsuit? <laughs> I'm like, no, I think you should take the sweatsuit. Oh, we so get my, mom, my mom, she still has the sweatsuit. I don't know. She I, has I, it? I have no idea. Okay, I have we no need idea, some serious probably, research. Yeah, we're doing. Let's, let's ask her. Okay, we, we're going to get her on the show, actually. That'd be, she'd be the one. Trophy um, sweatsuit. Trophy sweatsuit. So we're talking about all these quarterbacks that are going to be getting ready for the NFL draft and so much media coverage. So much has changed, like you alluded to earlier, not just with passing the football, but everything that goes into the game of football and this quarterback position. Everybody wants to know about it. It's the toughest position in all of the sports, and it is so hard to evaluate. Where do you see this class this year? And then we're going to weave back and forth between what these guys are going to get ready to expect at this next level. But let's start with how you would maybe rank yeah, or, or well, just kind of position some guys, right? So we're Trevor. We knew Trevor was coming three years ago, right? right it's like, right. okay, everyone's going to go for Trevor. And that's what's ended up happening. The interesting thing about it is Zach has come from, in ways, nowhere. To be someone like Joe Douglas is the uh, general manager for the Jets, he's no fooling around. No doubt. You don't mess with Joe Douglas. That's what so I hear. So if Joe Douglas is a believer in Zach Wilson, 
this meteoric rise is not a flame out. This right. is somebody that has substance and has real, real meat to him. And, uh, and that's the story, is that despite the fact that he's come from so quickly, it's what he brings with him. No doubt. That I think that is pretty pretty impressive. And then, obviously, you got Trey and um, Justin Fields, Fields yep. and the guys that can move, guys that are dual threats. That's what 2021 and, tw you know, the 2020s is dual threat. You've no got to be able to do that. But then there's Mac Jones that says, I can, you know, kind of, I can figure out. I can process. Right. I can process what the, the kings of processing. Drew Brees. Is that enough? Yeah. Is that enough in Tom 2020? Brady's, those kind of guys. Yes. So the real question for the 49ers is, is that enough in your offense that if you have an elite processor that can't move very well mm -hmm. in 2021, is that enough? And I think these are really tough questions for, for you know, teams to, to answer when you're going to get one shot at, you know, for the 49ers, they have a great team. They're going to have one shot at being the third pick. Yeah. They're not going to be here for a while. And so in many ways, your whole five, 10-year future, and really the truth is for every team, if you don't have a quarterback, it was true in 1980, it's true in 2000, it's really true in 2021. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. 100%. Well said. I think um, talking about specifically the 49ers, I want to jump off that off-ramp, all right? We're on the highway. I'm going on the 49ers like off-ramp, okay? That's, that's my off-ramp. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's there. Just went to a Super Bowl two seasons ago, and now they're potentially drafting somebody as high as Mac Jones at three overall. Take me back to Tampa Bay. They take Vinny Testaverde. I mean, where are you? Because you're, you went through USFL, you know, and, and this is the thing I was saying before we started, right? You read through this Wikipedia stuff, you read through bios, and, and you sum it up in, in a matter of 25 words. Yeah. But these are years of your life. life. Nights when you're at home thinking, hey, man, I'm supposed uh, to be playing. I just made a bunch of money in the USFL. I was supposed to go to the Bengals. What, tell me where you're at and what these kids might potentially face, Steve. In football, it's not basketball. It's, it's not even baseball because baseball is kind of, un, you know, kind of different how they, in a team atmosphere. Football, you just need a lot of help. Oh, yeah. You, we've, we've lived it, right? And if you don't have that help, if you don't have that institutional help, if you don't have the help from the owner, head coach, the general manager, kind of a plan, a team that's cohesive and forget about that, talented, mm -hmm. you know, elite talent with a plan from the head coach. Those are all things that quarterbacks need. Any great Hall of Fame quarterback needed those things. I don't know of any Hall of Fame quarterback that didn't have those things. Right. And so in many ways, and, but I know a lot of great football players that should have, could have been Hall of Fame players that didn't get those things. Sure. And because of that, they don't get there. Right. So right. you asked me about Tampa Bay. You asked me about uh, Vinny Tessaverde and, and uh, you know, a, a life in Tampa would have been a really tough environment. And as proven by anyone who went through there. Uh, and then getting to a place like San Francisco that was three generations ahead. In 1987, when I joined them, Three generations ahead in every aspect, offense, uh, nutrition, uh, hydration, sleep, uh, mental health. Like wow. They were just four generations yeah. ahead of everyone yeah. in, the, in, the, in football. Uh, in many ways, football today is, is what it is because of what Bill Walsh was doing in the 80s. And so that is just absolutely ends of the spectrum yeah. from Tampa Bay to San Francisco. And I got to experience that in a year and a half. Unbelievable. Yeah, very lucky. And what I a, think that's the that's the truth. Look at Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's a phenomenal football player. I give Matthew Stafford like hazard pay. Like he did things in Detroit that <laughs> very few humans could do. People had no business. Very few humans yes, could pull off what Matthew's done. I agree. I agree. 
And so in some ways, that's Hall of Fame stuff, but you don't get credit for it. Right. Now he's in a place where he's going to be coached. He's going to have the talent around him. And all of a sudden, you're going to see, I didn't know him. I didn't know he was that good. <laughs> well, because he has help yeah. from an institutional perspective, from the talent, from a cohesive plan. It's just, you know, these things are not, and this, it's more true than ever, but it's always been true in football. Mm -hmm. Quarterback needs help. 100%. And you ended up getting that help. Talk about your transition from Tampa Bay to the 49ers, where now people people labeled Steve Young as a bust draft pick right. back then, and now you have to back up so, Joe Montana. This is Sam Darnold, potentially. This is Ryan Tannehill, well, what he's been able to do. Mark, some of these guys. Been, there's 50 names. I mean, you name it. These names. guys go through it, and it and it can happen. It happens. It can you happen. Get, you can get yourself flushed out of the system. And I can tell you that there are 10 guys that over the years that have come to me and said, I just figured it out. And they just got thrown out of town. Like they, like literally, like I, I got it. I have it and I'm gone. And, and now you never, in some ways, you never get around again. Mm -hmm. Trent Dilfer, I'll have a conversation. Until he got with Seattle, nine, 10 years into his career, when the heavens opened and the light came oh, down yeah. and Mike Holmgren's offense from Bill Walsh. Yeah. And he tells a story of all of a sudden, everything became beautiful and clear and fresh and <laughs> Wonderful an epiphany, and, yeah. and like, where was this? <laughs> and how many guys? Boomer Esiason. Yep. He says he called the Bermuda Triangle, the Jets, <laughs> the, the Bengals, Oilers, and the Bengals. He's like, I I went to the Bermuda Triangle because I didn't get the help that I needed to be great. Yeah. And so uh, for me, the transition. Bill Walsh told me that Joe Montana had two back surgeries. I told Bill, I don't, I can't come and watch. I I'm, I'm going to stay and play or fight it out with someone. I'm going to go play or go to law school. I can't watch. I didn't mean to be, you know, elitist. I'm just, that's, I that, just can't. But that's the nature that's of the That's just position. how I couldn't do yeah. it. So I told him, he said, no, Joe's had two back surgeries. There's no way he can play very long. Come and I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I just remember the first practice we ever had. Joe Montana, I was out there first, ready to go. And how came Joe, I never met him in my life. How come Joe Montana? And he's jogging. And the first thing I think to myself is, he looks fine. <laughs> and that's the lesson I had. I remember going to Bill Walsh, like, Bill, what you was this me, all about? <laughs> so, I mean, that's the, next that four years. Talk, that's the yeah. next four years of my life. But yeah. in the end, finally getting that chance with the help, with the, uh, the talent, it's not going to make you better than you are, but you're going to find out how good you really are. 100%. You're going to find you out the full measure your, of yes, who you are. To maximize And that's really all human beings. This is away from football. We all want yep. chances to find out how good we can get. And in football, you need those places that allow the full measure of who you are. Come Optimal out. resources. That's... I think you're exactly right. And then uh, to button this thing up, me personally, I remember watching in that Super Bowl against the Chargers, you physically taking the monkey off your back. That was one of my very first like football quarterback moments. That, John Elway's helicopter later yeah. on, I watched that on the beanbag with my dad. Like there were like a couple things that yeah. I remember as a kid and that's one of them. Mm. Explain that that emotional, you know, release for you and what that moment of euphoria was and what it meant for the rest I, I of your kind career? Of, honestly, Mark, I kind of regret that moment only because in 1991, that was 1995, 1991 when I took over for, for Joe, I had already gone through the desert mm -hmm. or the wilderness, the wilderness, whatever the belly that is, of the, the, whale. Belly of the whale, the <laughs> deep hole, the dark moment yeah. of, of comparison, yeah. of how to figure that out, how to look at that in a way that was healthy. And because of that, the next three years were two MVP years and one second place MVP years. And the reason why that was is that I had left that behind. 
I was no longer burdened yeah. with Joe Montana as a comparison. I had, I'd figured it out, yeah. and I was free of it. And so when I did it in the Super Bowl, it was almost as a, as a whim. Yeah, the I fact that you remember it. it is probably important <laughs> and good, but I should have done it in 1991. I get it. I you know what it. I mean? I should have done it. just wasn't reflective of who I was at the time. the time. But the fact was, there was a monkey out. There was, there was all those metaphors, and that weight was real. That weight was, was damning. That weight was oppressive. That weight made me depressed it made me put me it, put me, it just put me in a hole in 1991 and i yeah. dug my way out of it and that's that's what you need it's a right? beautiful thing that is awesome and these quarterbacks what they're going to get into are maybe situations like that you talk about zach wilson going to the jets i mean as soon as you go there you're compared to joe namath i don't care who you are i mean yeah, right? i lived it you, you know what i mean it. you lived it's a like, fan base that really is like like any other it's wild <laughs> Honestly, there's no other fan base like the Jets. And you can say, oh, what about the Patriots, the Giants? Uh, what about the Eagles? Uh, they're all unique and different, but sure. nothing is like the Jets. And there's a there's a PTSD that's deep embedded yes. in the Jets fan base. Right. So that they have a they're not held they're 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 born out of so much pain and anguish. Yes. And they they react in a very unique way. So anyway, and you experienced that. And Philly too. Philly, Philly was kind of like was, that. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I think so, because and I they, went there back to back. So it was like, man, this is like I've known the twin these brother. Like you need you needed to go to San Francisco, or Seattle, <laughs> have the Dilfer experience. That's what have I need. The needed. Dilfer experience. That's what I needed. Um, but yes, there's no question that Zach is is uh, going to face that you know that that kind of you know look. With a new coach, with a with a if the plan works and they have uh, Lafleur and my old coach Greg Knapp, who coached me Napper. in San Francisco, he's the quarterback coach. So there's people there that can start to give you what you need. Mm -hmm. One of the you know what you need is institutional help, which I think with Joe Douglas is there and the owner. I think you now have coaching that I think will really focus quarterback centric. We'll call it. It's really yeah. about doing everything. We don't need to be coddled. But we need to be focused. 100%. On, and so I think that their system is going to be quarterback-focused, quarterback-centric, to give them, the, you know, Zach, every opportunity to succeed. That's a positive. Uh, and now he needs the people. Yep. And now they've got to get the people. So and that might be the, a year that might that's, come. So uh, that's, what, that's my biggest thing, right? It's one thing. So the Jets drafted me at five because they traded up to five. Right. So they, they were a nine-and-seven team with great veteran talent. Right. Okay? They weren't a crappy pick-five overall team. Right. So where they're at right now, all this draft capital they have, Zach's going to have to mature with a lot of guys, it. right? So they're all going to have to grow up. So it could secret. take a little time. So the, so the expectation now is hold on, New York. Just give it a second. Let it marinate. Let it cook a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Good luck. Is it realistic? Good luck. Is it realistic? I think I'd say this. When I left Tampa, Bill Walsh was one who said, I've watched you. You can do this. You can mm -hmm. play. Mm-hmm. So if you go through the desert, you go through the difficulties, there's still an element where you need to show, despite all of it, that you have something unique and special. Some flashes. And and they'll and people will people want to see it. They yeah. want to find it. They want to and and that's where the that's the grit. Because inevitably you can start to get overwhelmed by all the negativity and mm -hmm. all the uh, victimization that's in the building, all the victim, everyone's blaming, everyone's <laughs> yelling and screaming, uh, pointing fingers and the little conversations in the corner and, and the, everyone's trying to cover their butt for, from the media side and oh, you yeah. can just see it all. And it can get to a point where you feel you start to play into the victimization. It's really hard not to. And so that's why I would tell Zach the grittiness that you need to have 
that never gives into any of that. Go, I told Zach, told his dad a thousand times, the only thing that matters is playing good football. Just keep playing and play good football. And if you're losing, play good football. If you're winning, play good football. Get better every week. Get be make sure the mistake yeah. you made last week, don't make it this week. Forget about everything else. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. And if you can stay focused and laser on the data and on, on playing better every week and being gritty and not letting you know, yourself get depressed or down or, or forlorn, it'll come out. Yeah. You'll, even if it's somewhere else, it no, will no. come out. And I, I can attest to that. So. Yeah. This was awesome reflection on your career. Some of the I feel highlights. like I've been exposed. I mean, I, Mark got <laughs> Mark got deep, man. I was like, this is important, man. I started to weep. Quarterback's got to hear he this stuff. Me, you know, I, you know, you know. Is this the guy that makes you cry all the time? Is it, who was it? All these interviews, he got in one. He didn't think it was a good interview. Let's give him. That's right. Wept. Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Gotta be Doctor Phil. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, this was awesome. Like, share. Subscribe uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez at Fourth and Forever Instagram Twitter all that you know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.